Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains Podcast. As promised today, my guest is Thomas Brown. Um, Thomas is also doing the Grand Slam, having just completed the Old Dominion 100. So I thought it'd be a great guest to bring on and kind of get his insights into the Grand Slam. Um, I coach Thomas as well, uh, in all transparency. So um, we talk about you know training and um, the races, uh, upcoming Western states, um, you know, apprehensions, uh, some strategies. So uh, it's a great conversation with Thomas. I really enjoyed getting to know Thomas a little bit better. Um, such a uh, really, really nice guy. I appreciate Thomas greatly. Um, and I can't wait to see him out in California. Um, as I record this, I am about to fly out tomorrow, which is Monday. And um, my wife and son won't come out until Wednesday. I'm flying out with my daughter. Um, so I wasn't sure if I would be able to record much with my, my crew and everything. So I figured I'd get this done and one less thing to do this week for race week. So um going to get this uh, all ready to go. And, uh, and hopefully you guys can enjoy this conversation with Thomas. At the end, I'll just kind of pop on and, and talk about a few of my final thoughts going into Western States. And then next time you hear from me, um, <laughs> hopefully it will be uh, a finisher of Western States. So um, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, enjoy this conversation with Thomas, and I'll talk to you at the end. As promised, I have with me in this show Mr. Thomas Brown. Thomas, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me here, Aaron. It's, uh, we're recording here at my house, which is um, very convenient, so thanks for coming out. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks thanks again, and thanks for a wonderful run this morning. Oh, yes. Yeah. We had a nice run in Foster Creek, which was, which was great. Um, so, uh, Thomas, why don't you give us a little bit ba- about your uh, background, where you came from, and what brought you into the world of running? Okay. Uh, I think probably just start... Um, Big thing is I uh, moved to Asheville about four years ago after uh, 26 years in the United States Army. So um, my wife is from Western North Carolina, and um, I've always wanted to live in Western North Carolina. So it, it worked out really well. Uh, I'm a husband, of course, and uh, I've got two kids here in uh, Asheville with me. Um, and uh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely love Asheville. I love Western North Carolina. Uh, some of the best running, best scenery, um, best <laughs> place I've ever lived. I, I just got to say that. Um, as far as my running, um, started running in high school, uh, and it was a way for me uh, to lose weight for wrestling. And um, I was one of those kids. I'd been playing football probably since the fourth grade, and then. Um, Started running a little bit, you know, freshman, sophomore year to lose weight. And then junior year, I uh, started talking to the cross-country coach, which happened to be my uh, driver's ed teacher. Told him about running home from one of the uh, um, local restaurants in town at, at night. He goes, hey, if you made it in that time, you ought to go out for cross-country. And, and I did. Uh, <laughs> absolutely love cross-country uh, and really enjoy track and I have not looked back and I'm just so thankful that I got into a sport that could stick with me, that I could stick with and just enjoy my entire life. Uh, um, so that's, that's my story on running. Um, I I always ran of course when I was in the army, but, um, it was one of those things where I, I, I cannot remember a single time where I was running uh, for in the morning in the army or any time where I just did not absolutely enjoy it. I just, I, I love all aspects of running. <laughs> That's incredible. So 26 years of service? Yeah, 26 years of service. That's incredible. Um, Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, um, happened, uh, um, it's, it's funny, I got to say, uh, with my um, 26 years, um, I always, I don't want to say always, but um I really liked out some of the places I got stationed. Uh, my my last three places were Hawaii, Alaska, <laughs> and before that was uh, Monterey, California. That's incredible. Uh, not not saying I was there during that entire time. At least my family was. <laughs> 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 but uh, I I couldn't have um, gone to some. I'm just incredible incredible places with this incredible running communities that I was able to be a part of. That really became um, just part of just my everyday running and my entry into uh ultra running yeah well tell us about that evolution how did ultra running come about okay yeah uh so i was uh 
stationed at, uh, I guess I should say, Fort Liberty uh, now in uh, uh, near Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, so stationed there, and I'd never ran a marathon before, and all of a sudden it's like, I really want a marathon. The first marathon I picked was Grandfather Mountain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people think, are you crazy? <laughs> You're picking that as your first marathon? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Describe yeah. that course for those that don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Grandfather Mountain uh, Marathon start, starts off at Appalachian State University at the track there. You run one loop through there. And I've ran it three times, so I think they might change the course a little bit. But you eventually you run a little bit on the uh, the parkway, and you eventually end up at the meadows at the Grandfather Mountain Games, uh, which is really r- really super cool. When you're running in there, and the games are going on. They're right. doing the the Highland, <laughs> the Highland Games. games yeah. uh, the 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 log tossings going on. <laughs> the, you hear the bagpipes and. You got the the fog from being up there. It was just an incredible, just That's hilly and fun <laughs> race. I think there's probably about 3,500 feet elevation gain. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, so I, I did that, that was race. Your first. Okay. That was the first one. I t- totally loved it. And I, I can't. I think it might have been the same year. I can't remember, but I was like, ah, I want to tr- try this. Uh, I, I, I want to try the New York Marathon now. Uh, what year was this? Uh, I think it might have been. I'm thinking it was probably around 2003. It was okay. a little bit after 9/11, and I remember that because okay. I was I was up uh, I was up in New York the the week before 9/11, around that time frame, and I was just like, yeah, I'd like to go back to New York. Um, I, I I got in from lottery wow. back then. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, and I got to tell the story too. Uh, I, I was getting ready to go on a, a trip for the military, so I was like, oh, I got I won't be able to do the New York marathon. And so I let them know I can't get into it. And then that trip got canceled. So I, I called up the, the race committee, <laughs> and they thought I was trying to get my money back. And it was like, oh, you went back in? It's like, <laughs> it like, yeah, I went back in. It's like, yeah, you're in. <laughs> so I, I went up and do that, did that race. But it was really in preparation to doing the JFK 50, oh, which wow. was going to be – that was my first ultra marathon. Okay. Uh, JFK 50, uh, known as um, – the I think it's the oldest fifty miler yes. or the oldest ultra marathon in the U.S. Yep. Uh, that's incredible. Just and and that was a quick turnaround too, right? <laughs> yeah, quick turnaround. I think it was the same year. Well, uh, you know, everything like, sort of gets, October to November, right? It, it, yeah, 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 wow, yeah. Um, How did that go? It went fine. It okay. went really, actually went well. I was I was young then. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm 52 years old right now. So uh, <laughs> at the time, yeah. I, at the time, I was I was young. I had some speed, <laughs> and um, I I I love that race. My um, my um, uh, at the time, um, my girlfriend, my wife now, was with me for that <laughs> race. So that that's really special. Yeah. Uh, Having her go up there with me, a lot of history of that area. Um, yeah, Antietam battlefields right beside there, yeah. the start. So it was just overall a really good trip. Uh, the race was very cool itself. I mean, part of it's on uh, the uh, Appalachian Trail. Right. If I remember about 18 miles. Um, another almost 26 miles uh, on the canal road it goes by the cno i think it's the cno canal sounds right and then, then there's like about six miles of just roving uh blacktop uh road uh, i did that race in slightly under 10 hours uh nice. so that that was that and um <laughs> little few lessons learned especially about how i felt afterwards you know everything <laughs> goes through your head from post-race blues to maybe i should have like walked yeah. a little bit at this point, uh, <laughs> but I got through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah did. that's awesome. So that that was in, that was that that was my first ultra marathon. I really didn't do a whole lot of anything besides like racing uh, after that. Um, and the, you know, I tell the story of running under ten hours because that got me into um, that was a qualifier for Western States back then. Mm. So a, a little bit happened uh, between that race and then uh, when I then when I applied for Western States at that time, I, I, uh, I went on a deployment, <laughs> got back from deployment. I think the day I got back, I got married. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> got married in Raleigh and then um, 
we had more of a family wedding, you know, a couple of weeks after that. Um, the day after we got married, uh, we loaded up the truck and drove to California. Wow. <laughs> so I got stationed in Monterey, California at Naval Postgraduate, which is really cool. And that's, that was the whole idea of applying for Western States. Well, I didn't get into Western States. <laughs> <laughs> and this is now 2000? 2000... 2004. Four. Okay. I uh, did not get into Western States, but I did. Uh, so I was a little bit, a little bit grumpy about it. So it's like <laughs> I am going to get into some hundred miler. So I just submitted my, submitted my application and got into Leadville 100. It was just really just an application. So there was no lottery or anything that they have okay. today. So and what was the impetus for that? I just I wanted something challenging. Something challenging. Yeah. Uh, part of being in the. Um, I promised myself I wouldn't talk too much, reference the military too much, but, you know, such a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah, uh, part of being in the military is you, you do so many things that, uh, that are somewhat um, quite challenging and um, getting away from uh, that and going to being in a school environment uh, at Naval Postgraduate. I needed something physical and challenging to do and that was uh, th- that's the way I look at it I was like hey I'm gonna I'm, I need to take it a step further yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go and do the Leadville 100 so uh, yeah so, so Leadville, Leadville 100 was. yeah and my my training back then I'll just talk about like uh, my training back then was wow I probably hadn't run I didn't do training runs over 10 miles. So when I went one day, I went 16, 18 miles. I was like, wow, that was just crazy. Um, but in preparation for Leadville, I just, I signed, basically signed up for either a marathon or a 50 K or 50 miler about once a month. And that was really my training. Uh, I take it. This is California, early 2000. I couldn't yeah. have picked a better time <laughs> to start ultra running. It was really the, 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 I don't want to say the start of ultra running, but the start of the more and more races were happening. Yeah. Uh, um, and it was just a great time to get into ultra running. And, uh, <laughs> what, did you, what did your gear look like for, for Leadville? What did you use? Yeah, so for Leadville, I had a couple of handheld bottles that I used for the first 50 miles. Okay. Uh, and at the time, there were – there was – limitations on what type of reservoirs you could have could carry uh back then i think it was all camelback Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i I still call my (laughs) reservoir today my camelback (laughs) Uh, so i i got to 50 miles and i switched from where i switched from using the handhelds to uh i put a camelback on so the first part was handhelds the second half was a camelback and i think it was probably i i don't think i ever had that on for training very much okay. i was usually all the races i'd done pre- uh, preparing for leadville were all handhelds um so uh i, I think i uh <laughs> i can't believe i did this but i probably i got to i started out in flying into denver uh went to boulder for a couple of days uh went to Vail for a couple of days is because it's off season. The accommodations are really um, affordable at the time. Yeah. And I drive up to Leadville during the day, maybe drive to Aspen and come back and sleep low. Uh, but when I was in Boulder, I, I bought a pair of shoes, and those were the shoes I wore for the race. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> who, who buys a pair of shoes and wears them that week for a hundred miler? Uh, we but, do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did it. Uh, and I wouldn't do it again quite like that, but it, it, it worked out. Uh, uh, other gear that was pretty limited on the on the gear. I've had folks when I was training in California that would be like, "Hey, you might want to look at your nutrition and your specifically. You really need to look at what electrolytes, how you're getting electrolytes." And there were really some folks I was running with were really adamant about electrolytes and making sure you know I was pretty solid on that. Uh, er, and I was like, ah, I just I take a few gels, I eat this. I wasn't really too concerned about it, yeah. uh, and that was that that became probably more and more crucial uh, to both training and, and actually doing the races, uh, electrolytes and the fuel. Right uh, and as far as other other gear, um, I can't really think of anything that's so specific. Did you have poles? More. Did you use poles? I did not use poles. I don't think I got into poles. 
and started using poles. We probably didn't see many people using poles back. Yeah, I don't think it was really, at the time, I think early 2000, it was known as more of like, oh, that's a European thing. Americans (laughs) still use poles. Right. And I think specifically for hiking, you'd hear that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on. And how did Leadville go? Uh, Leadville went fine. Uh, I, I got to the 50-mile mark. Uh, I met uh, through your friend. I had a pacer at the 50-mile mark. Okay. Uh, he was very adamant. If you get to 50 miles, we're going to make sure you get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at, at 50 miles, uh, I made it there in good time. Uh, but I wouldn't say I was properly – train and how can you train for a hundred mile or so the second half went a lot slower uh to the last point where the last two or three hours my pacer was getting worried like hey you might want to step it up a little <laughs> bit buddy <laughs> uh, but i i finished with about 15 20 minutes to spare right right? <laughs> it was out. happy uh, that was that made my day you know? that's cool yeah yeah absolutely uh, so any uh, any big takeaways from that or any big changes that you made going forward to help <laughs> make training and racing a little bit easier? <laughs> well, um, so I didn't do a uh, – so after Leadville, that was 2005, uh, big month. I, I, uh, <laughs> it was a big month. I ran a 100-miler. Um, let's see. Ran a 100-miler, graduated from grad school in – and uh, my son Marcus was born. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so changes from that, I, I like to say I didn't run another 100-miler until 2014. So okay. I can't really think of yeah. any huge changes that I did except I didn't run any more 100-milers. Okay. And, and I was like, why didn't I do that? And partially uh, I got stationed in Alaska uh, at Fort Richardson in Anchorage. Absolutely wonderful running community up there. The 100-miler was a – a uh, winter 100 miler and i just i wasn't up for it i'd do the 50k and uh during that time frame uh, i uh i was like why did i do a 100 miler i think partially it was uh we had quite a few deployments uh so it was a little bit more wasn't really focused on and i didn't really want to focus on something sure. else and yeah. that was really the big thing on yeah. that um i so I can't really think of any specific oh, changes uh, fine. from yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so back to, and then we're at now at 2014. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, were you thinking of Western States again in 2014? No, I, Western States is the farthest thing from my mind for the, <laughs> the longest longest time. Okay. Uh, uh, being out in Hawaii, um, I was telling you maybe I, I put my name in the hat a couple of times for Hurt 100. Uh, absolutely wonderful race. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> the joke is I, I'd put my name in the hat for Western, or excuse me, uh, Hurt 100, secretly hoping I would not get in, <laughs> and I never did. And it's probably a good thing. I was really never prepared for that. And yeah, that's a, that's I, a tough, brutal race. I, I, I was always happy to pace and volunteer for that wonderful race, but um, just it, it worked out on that. But Western States wasn't really thinking about it. It was one of those where, oh, I, I got a qualifier for Western States. I can't remember when I started getting your qualifiers doing my qualifiers but it really wasn't that big of a thought of ever running western states okay yeah i didn't really think about it Uh, yeah so uh, um, when did it become like i I need to get a qualifier or did it ever it it didn't really uh i I was saying 2014 i ran old dominion Mm -hmm. i I can't even i don't think that was a qualifier might have been um, yeah i don't remember back in 2014 i I can't can't remember i don't think i specifically sought out qualifiers for western states okay. uh i ran i can't remember what year i did it i think it might have been 17 or 18 i ran Miwok 100 which was a qualifier mm-hmm. uh absolutely wonderful just dynamic mm-hmm. just wonderful race and that was a qualifier i think that was one of them but i wouldn't say i sought out any qualifiers for western states okay. yeah when did you start like being cognizant of putting in for the lottery for uh, western um Probably around 2018, I sort of okay. had, I sort of had in my mind, oh, what's this Grand Slam thing? Maybe I'll. That was 2018 where you started yeah, to think, think s- about possibly doing Grand Slam. I think so, yeah. Okay. And I, I really didn't want to do. I didn't really want to get into do any other races without doing the Grand Slam. I just mm-hmm. sort of had in my mind, I want to do the Grand Slam. Or I really don't want to do any of the races. Maybe that's not the right mindset but it was just like yeah if i'm gonna do the grand slams 
I started thinking about it, but it was just so far off. Well, a lot of guys, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of has to come in it's, together. Yeah. So much is just so much seems to be just. I don't want to say luck, but yeah. Just, we'll, we'll talk it, about how it yeah. all fell together for you. How did it come to be for you? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, and talk about which four you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, uh, as we talked about, I already done. I just completed Old Dominion 100, which we're going to talk about. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm going to after that Western States next week, and then Vermont three weeks later, <laughs> and then Wasatch, uh, which I also got in as, in the lottery. I believe that's either six or seven weeks after yeah, so Vermont. I eight, because I've got five to Leadville and then three to Wasatch. So about it should be about eight. Oh, okay. I hope. <laughs> Aaron, you made my day. You gave me another week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We need all the rest we can get, right? <laughs> right yeah. On. So those are those are the four. Okay. Uh, I I did put my name in the hat for Leadville, uh, just because I thought I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really was. You had already done that. Did you want to? I do didn't that really. Again? I didn't think it would be that good for me to do mm-hmm. Leadville and then turn around and do Wasatch. I thought it would be better. Vermont. Uh, just everything from logistics to yeah, sure all, all the above. I, this is the way I wanted to do it, so I, I'm glad cool. it worked out that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so Vermont, um, talk about how like obviously Old Dominion is just registered. There's no lottery. Yeah. But then um, talk about how you got into Western Vermont and uh, Wasatch. Okay. Yeah. So I think we should probably talk about Vermont first. Okay. Uh, Vermont, uh, I put my name in the hat for i think all of them must be, so really it was 2020 when i was thinking grand slam so i put okay. my name in the hat for vermont western states and leadville uh i'm not sure about wasatch the timing you don't really want to apply for one if you know he didn't get into the other yeah uh, but i did get into vermont for 2020 that got canceled, uh, right. and then it got canceled again, I believe, in 2021. So I wasn't even sure if I'd do it in 21. I, I didn't want to do Vermont in 2022 for, for – I'm not for sure of the reasons. Um, the race director allowed for entry uh, – folks who had entries to transfer to 2022 or 23. So I knew – I was like, back in my head, I was like, oh, I can actually – I'm sort of in Vermont – and I was like, uh, maybe I'll go ahead and apply for Western States since uh, I think I had eight tickets okay. at that time. And at the same time, I was telling my family, oh, I'm applying for Western States. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this? So I was just like letting them, informing them what was going on. Yeah. Um, so Western States was the first thing I heard about. So I listened to the lottery. I looked around a little bit when the lottery was going on. I think I had a race going on that same day. Uh, and I wasn't too concerned about it, but I was interested. And I didn't see my name anywhere. And so it's like, okay, no big deal. I didn't get in. And then I got an email on the way home from this, I think, <laughs> race. <laughs> it was like, oh, boy, I'm in. <laughs> so I get some decisions. <laughs> was that exciting? Or? It was very exciting. Yeah. It was like one of those, like, oh, wow. Christmas get, morning. <laughs> yeah. It, it was like, I'm in it now yeah. if I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's the Western States lined so, up. So Western, when Western yep. States lined up, uh, I had, uh, I think that, that time I was doing the race, that time when I got into Western States, I had to get a qualifier for Old Dominion. So that it had to be any 50-miler within the time limit. So that was the race. Uh, so that everything was lining up. I was like, wow, I could really do this if, if if I want to, I yeah. just got to go for it. And I was a little concerned on qualifiers. Um, the Vermont, there was a qualifier for that. And I thought, oh, no, I don't have a qualifier for Vermont, according to their website. But they're, the dates were off on their website. It's like, I do have a qualifier. Everything's good. Uh, and there's still like the uh, the concerns like, oh, what what if I'm not really in? And I was in. And I was in all three. And I um, – Wasatch, I wasn't too concerned about because we all right. know, like, if you don't get into Wasatch and you complete the first three, the, right. the they give you the provision on Yeah, yep. for real. So I'm in all four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which you actually did get drawn um, right. for yeah. Wasatch. Yeah, I did get drawn for Wasatch. So, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, couldn't, uh, I was 
I was thrilled for you when I heard your name. Pulled. Yeah, um, <laughs> thanks, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know I think I'm one of the only, well, maybe one of the only people uh, in doing the Grand Slam that did not get in any of the lotteries. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, it's amazing that I have them all lined up. But um, back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all right, so you got all four lined up. Um, first one being Old Dominion. Old Dominion, which yes. you just did. Um, we are recording the week before. Uh, Western States, so you did two weeks ago. Right, yeah, o- absolutely. Okay, yeah. so so talk about Old Dominion. You have run Old Dominion yeah. previously. This yeah. was your fourth attempt? Yeah, right? this well, is uh, my fourth time uh, running it and completing it. Uh, right. All four, ra- all four times have been different. Uh, the first time I did it, I was coming from Hawaii in route to be stationed in Turkey. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, it worked out like uh, my brother lives in Arlington, Virginia. I was like, oh, I'm going to visit. I'm going to stop over and visit him. Well, I'm visiting him. Maybe I'll see if there's a race going on. And, <laughs> and it turned out to be Old Dominion. So it was exciting to be able to do a 100 miler again. Um, Which is it, uh, the starts in? Is it? Yes. Uh, it, the town's called Woodstock, Woodstock. Virginia. Um, I believe the, the valley is called Fort Valley, and it's a. Uh, Valley within Shenandoah Valley, so a little bit of a combination of just national forest and, and beautiful farmland, uh, just just gorgeous area, right. uh, and mostly dirt road and yeah. paved road. There's a little bit of single track. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of a lot of great a lot of gravel road and too. Uh, it's funny listening to podcasts. You hear that the grumbling is like, oh, there's so much road. Which <laughs> <laughs> it was okay for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's probably sixty seventy percent road, in in gravel road, and trail, which is not the most runnable trail. Uh, but after living here in Western North Carolina, I just <laughs> it, it shares some it with the Massanutten, yeah. right? Yeah. Which, so th- I think three weeks before uh, there was the Massanutten one hundred, which is really known as um, really tough. Th- yeah, the really tough technical trail, and a portion of it's on that. Uh, yeah. I wasn't too interested. Uh, one, maybe one time I was interested in Massanutten, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I chose Old Dominion, and the yeah. timing worked out. Uh, okay. So that was 2014. Um, <laughs> I know I ran it four times. Sometimes the, the years <laughs> okay. bl- blur through. That's okay. Uh, well, I know one time I came back uh, and ran it because uh, my my wife and I were thinking about moving to Western North Carolina. So we're like, hey, well, why don't we, why don't we go run the hundred miler? Uh, let's drive to Asheville and look for a house to buy, <laughs> and then visit uh, her her um, her mom um, living uh, lives about an hour from here, okay. uh, or an hour from Asheville. So we did all above, uh, <laughs> found a house to buy that we'd be moving into. Yeah. Uh, I did the race. Uh, and um, that and was it, either the second or third time. So, the, well, uh, the third time was 2021. Right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so when we came here on vacation to buy a house, and, and that all worked out, uh, uh, the third time I did it was 2021, which is a very hot year yes. uh, to do it. Uh, I'm not sure why I did it. That year. <laughs> uh, it was just I, I do I do like the race. I do like yeah. the the folks who run the race. Uh, yeah. Nice. And then the the fourth year I had coming into it, you know two weeks ago coming into it with a little bit of confidence of knowing what the course is going to be all about uh, and um, what was the game plan? Cause yeah, you, you've got Western three weeks behind it, which obviously Western is kind of a, a bucket list race for everybody. So yeah, I you know, I, I would say my. I always try to keep my strategy is just stay healthy. Someone asked me, what's your race strategy? I was like, stay healthy. I just blurted it out. And that's sort of my race strategy. Um, in the past, I heard this saying from a friend of mine. He said, hey, it's it's better to be 40% undertrained than 10% overtrained for a race. And I'd probably say the first three times I went in undertrained mm-hmm. but, but healthy. Uh, this time I felt like I went in trained uh, and ready for the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe – I don't want to say slightly overtrained, but just I, I was having to push myself and maybe take a little bit of risk on on just because I've got other races going on. Um, so I went in there just 
really wanting to feel like I, I'm ready to run. Uh, so with that race, I know th- that the first 10 miles is road, and I know I could. I wanted to just get a little time uh, yeah. ahead of me. So I, I, I try to stay in the middle of the pack, the first five miles, first four or five miles, and then you go straight up a hill for two or three miles. I, I love walking up a hill, climbing a hill. So I took that fairly aggressive. And then um, the first 20 miles, I would say I'd try to stay in the middle of the pack, but not go too hard. Uh, one of the things I did was I wore road shoes. Uh, I'm really happy about that. I uh, <laughs> wore some big cushy road shoes. <laughs> Uh, and I, I thought I'd change them at 20 miles, but I ended up changing those at 32 miles. Okay. Uh, so throughout that race, I just try to stay. I, I don't. I just try to stay stevel, or I mean, that's still mm-hmm. steady and level. I just made up a word there. Yeah. Um, I, like I just it. I just try to stay steady and level throughout the entire time, and not get too aggressive and not worry about things. Uh, and for when I would take the tr- would get on the trail, I'd be able to move out fast enough on those trails. Um, I surprised myself throughout the race. Uh, I, uh, I rarely have a hundred miler where I don't have any lows. I did not have a low at that race. I just awesome. stayed steady the entire time. Stevel, Stevel, yeah, <laughs> my word. Um, and, and it sort of surprised me. And I, and I just I give credit to the, the training in the past cool. six months. And then yeah, um, that goes to, um, I mean, I know there's a little bit more on the just saying training and running <laughs> miles. There's a lot more to it, but I, I that, that felt good. And yeah. then, um, yeah. Um, Thomas has yeah. been amazing with his, his training. I, uh, you know, as, as his coach, I get to, to oversee <laughs> what he does. And uh, he is uh, quite the the walker. Uh, we'll we'll get in our run, and then he'll get in another yeah <laughs> you know hour two hours of of walking in. So he he definitely puts in his his work his time on his feet, which is awesome. And um, so um, obviously you, you mentioned you got your fourth finish. Yes, um, yeah. And um, so post race, you know, um, time in between is three weeks, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, we're a week before we went for a run this morning. Um, you seem to be moving pretty well. How are you uh, feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I, I'm, I was telling you, I was, I, my only, my concern whenever I go out and run is, uh, I'm always watching my Achilles, uh, and I'm always concerned about post-race, like being, um, like some of my muscles being stiff and then using other muscles I shouldn't be using, mm. but I'm not having that issue right now. And, um, perhaps because you've been telling me, hey, <laughs> take it easy there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was yeah, maybe uh, two or three days after his race. He's like, I miss running. <laughs> and I said, well, let's uh, recover and make sure you're recovered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm feeling good now. I, I'm I'm watching it, though. I, yeah. I, I, I know I can't. You still feel uh, a little bit fatigued? Yeah, I still feel a little fatigued. Not mentally fatigued. Like I... Like yeah. I feel like I want to go run. Yeah, sure. So there is no like, oh, I'm just tired of running. So yep. I, I think that's good. But I do realize, you know, like deep in those muscles, there's still recovery yeah. going on, and I still, uh, still a big part of rest is extremely important uh, yeah. for yeah. that recovery. Which, which yeah, we've been doing. We're yeah. trying to make sure you're ready for race day because <laughs> uh, we you know, obviously <laughs> we have we have some concerns to address uh, going into Western states, which. Uh, we can talk about too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here we are, uh, we're, you know, week to the day right now and, uh, conditions. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the conditions. What, uh, what stands out to you the most? What do you look at and be like, that's a little concerning. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I'd say I used to be concerned about just like all the outside factors. Oh, is my flight going to get canceled? And like, I quit worrying about that when I was running old dominion. So all that, all that stuff's out of the my, my mind. Uh, there is a little bit. I think the air. I think most concerns of Western states are going to be two things with folks, and you keep on hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. Is number one is the snow, and number two is the heat when you get to the lower part of the canyons. Uh, the snow. I, I like I said, I was stationed in Alaska. Ran in s- snow. Um, I n- know there's challenges to it. Um, I am a little concerned about like getting into snow and going downhill, but I'm more concerned about getting slowed up by the snow right. more than anything. I'm, I'm not, um, yep. that's my concern. Uh, the heat, 
I, I love running in like hot weather, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I don't want to get overconfident on that. So that that is a concern where there's going to come a portion where I need to f- f- completely fill up in water and drink all that water before I get to the next aid station. Uh, so that's just a reminder. I need to do the uh, electrolyte pills. So those are. The two, like the biggies, is yeah. the snow and the heat. Yep. Um, and so far as your 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 water carrying capacity, yeah. um, what are you intending? Well, how, what's your plan? Yeah, what are you going to so, carry? Uh, I tend to, uh, I, I've got two types of, um, um, what do you call, um, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I call them? Cam- Camelbacks. I mean, <laughs> best, yeah. I'll quit calling them Camelbacks. <laughs> Um, so I, I do have a Nathan vest and I do have a Solomon vest, uh, the pros and cons to each, sure. um, or the Nathan at old dominion. I'm probably, I'm thinking about sticking with that a little bit. Uh, it maybe bounces around a little bit more than the Solomon, but I do know the Solomon could get a, is slightly warmer when I wear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes you just got to pick something and go with it and have confidence in it. Uh, I, I use a both combination of water bottles up front mm-hmm. and a bladder on the back. Um, and what's your bladder? How, how big? Yeah. A, I think it's a two liter. Okay. Yeah. It might it's be a, a liter and a half, but I think it's a two liter. doesn't mean I've filled up two liters. 17 uh, ounce flasks. Yeah. 17 or 18 ounce so, flask. Uh, 32, 90, 98 ounces. Yeah. So you have the capacity to carry 98 ounces of right. water. And I tend to, uh, a lot of times I'll carry a soft flask on one side. And I like the hard flask when I just want to drink water out of it. So when I do get to an aid station, I tend to fill it up and, and fully drink one flask before I take off. Uh, maybe it's one, one of those mental things. I could sort of game it a little bit on how much water and weight I yeah. have. Uh, but I don't want to... At Old Dominion, I never got cut. I never got caught short on water, and I, I certainly I know that's a that could really be detrimental for a race. A race is to even if you go a mile or two where you're needing water, that that could really that could just really yeah. destroy someone's right. race. So I don't want to. I want to just slowly drink water throughout the entire time and, and just stay consistent on it. Um, do you so do I, electrolytes or? Yeah, so I I, I think I might have listened to one of your podcasts. I do the combination of goo and spring. Okay. Uh, that seems to work for me quite yep. well. Uh, I will do goo and spring uh, for the first uh, portion of a race. Uh, I, I, for electrolyte pills, I, I know they're pretty much all the same composite, but Endurolytes works for me uh i, I just is that uh, uh, that's the hammer gel hammer? ones okay. yeah uh so I, I do those maybe one an hour during the day sometimes at night um, but i try to do about one an hour one every two hours i know i don't really have a hard fast rule on what sure. i'm doing with that uh but that's where i, I go on like fuel in electric lights uh if they have any type of with some of the the brands and trying try to think some of the electrolyte drinks i'll fill up a hard flask with one um, do you ever do the electrolytes and calories or do you kind of typically just stick to electrolytes if it's uh, going to be in your fluids yeah you pretty much in fluids uh i mean as far as like calories, so like it, in other words would you use a product similar to like tailwind yeah if they have tailwind at the race i'll use it and they're, uh, they're doing roctane here at western states which yeah. is a similar product um, I'm the, not sure if I'll, I'm going to go with Roctane. It seems to, I've used it in the past. It seems to be a little too much for me for whatever reason. Uh, the other problem, too, yeah, is that as uh, this race goes on, because of how much people are relying on the aid stations, yeah. they water it down. Okay. So um, you know, a lot of people that are relying on those calories and electrolytes, it's so watered down. Okay. Like, early in the race, it's probably going to be okay. But later in the race, you know, the the further we go, probably the more watered down it's going to be. Okay, yeah. So just keep that in mind. That's too. a good point. Yeah. So uh, dur- it, um, during Old Dominion, I stuck to water and either the Duralites and the Goose and the Spring Gel, and specifically because Old Dominion uses Gatorade, which yes. uh, little 
it, it works for me short term, but sure. I know that's not – for me, it's just not a good long term. Yeah, it's um, a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point on the uh, – Yeah, it's, and we have, me, we have the capacity to have plenty of drop bags. I'm looking at the, yeah. the aid station chart here, and, and if, if I look down, there's plenty of places you can put, you know, whatever you want to refuel with. Like I'm using Hyle, Um and I mean, you know, I can put it at 15 because we won't see, I won't see the crew until about 50K at Robinson Flat. And you're not going to see crew until Forest Hill, which is 62. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Like uh, at, at Old Dominion, I did put about four to five different gels in each drop bag in a little Ziploc bag that I could just grab the whole thing. Yeah. And if I wanted to put some potato chips from the aid station in there, yep. I could do that too. Yep. And, but, and the good thing yeah. too is it's goo products. So they're going to have goo gels at all okay, aid that, stations. So you can resupply with goo gels. Yeah. You probably just need your springs to reload. But you know, yeah. if you're going to do some kind of electrolyte, I would uh, suggest just putting putting some drop bags out. So. No, that, that's really good thing to um, hear. Um, I, I do do well with solid food. Uh, a lot of folks have – I know that's an issue. I could pretty much eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, the later the race yeah. goes, the, the yeah. more I can eat. But, yeah, yeah it's, um, I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what they have. Because especially it being hot. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when it gets, like, super hot, like, there's cer- – only certain things will really appeal to me when it's, yeah. like, super hot. Like, if they're, like, we've got fresh burgers, I'm, like – <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what the, what the body will do, um, which is things I'm trying to take into consideration and why I'm trying to get calories off of my fluids because, uh, you know, uh, who knows what's going to, you know, I'll probably right. really get gels down, but, you know, who knows? Who knows by the time it gets to that, so. I, I think the big thing, too, even when we're going up in this, you know, I'm just thinking about this now, even though we're starting out and there's going to be snow, is uh, we can't forget to drink water at that point too. Right. And, yeah, and that's for, for me. That's why I want to stay consistent throughout the race. I, and um, even when it's cool, yeah. And I go for my long runs. I try to do about every mile and a quarter at least. Yeah. So about every two k, um, I, I make sure I drink, just as a reminder. You know, like I said, even when it's cold, just so I'm I have something an interval at least in my head. So if I haven't drank, then I'll, I'll look at my watch like, oh, you know, I should drink. You know. Um, like everybody has a nutrition interval, I try to have a hydration interval as well, um, even when it's cool. But when it gets hot, obviously, you'll be drinking more. Um, other, you're you're bringing up all these things I should have thought about a long time ago. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's all, it's all good things talking about I'm, now. I'm glad I'm hearing it now. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, and the, the third X factor, uh, I'll say, is going to be altitude, right? Right, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, we're not getting up. Uh, it, it looks like high point, 8,685 okay. feet. So not yeah. extremely high, yeah. you know, but still high enough that it's, you're going to feel a little bit. So I think that's the third X factor. You know, that's a good point, yeah. In combination with the snow. Because we will yeah. be in snow when we get to that altitude, um, so you know pace is already going to be slowed by altitude, and then right. snow on top of it. So it's just being cautious. Um, you know, the, the this if you look at the elevation profile I have here in front of Thomas and I, that's the four mile climb. So that's our our summit where you take your your sunrise picture. Right. Um, okay. Then we've got kind of a nice downhill, which brings us down to about seven thousand feet. So okay, you know, it, it's just that first climb that's really the the tough part, and you know that's where people go out too hard. Um, they're so excited, <laughs> you know, it's right. hard not to be with the atmosphere that's there. So it's you know as as I try to do at uh, at most races, I just try to stay calm, not get caught yeah. up in everybody else, you know, and focus on me. Uh, which is hard because, you know, right. sometimes you have people like flying by and you just, you just can't care because you're not even four miles into the race. <laughs> you know, that's that's the hard part is remembering just to stay within yourself. So um, that's a hard thing to um, it, it's a hard thing to remember. I don't know what if there's anything that could help someone else, if someone maybe reminding or experience on just staying calm. Before I, the race, I always pay attention to my heart rate. Don't use any energy that you. I mean, yeah. that you don't. If you don't need to use that, just calm right. down. Yep. Um, yeah, we all have our different pre-race routines. I, I'm probably not going to do a whole lot around the race. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I plan to go to Lake Tahoe with the family. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See that? Yep. Um, I yeah. don't want to get too yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's, just, yeah. it's an early start, five a.m. start. Right. Um, you know, we won't need headlamps, which is cool. Um, but, um, you know, when we start hitting the canyons, that's really where the race 
starts happening, right? Like, you know, we get into Duncan Canyon. That's, you know, that's where we're going to start feeling the heat. And that's pretty early in the race, you know, not even 25 miles into the race. That's where we'll start feeling, you know, okay. I mean, up on top of the ridge, Lion Ridge, Red Star, those two aid stations, um, it's going to be a lot of sun exposure. That's where some of the fires hit and burn the hottest. Okay. That's, um, that's interesting. I wasn't thinking of that there at yeah. all. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of exposure up there, plus snow. So, I mean, you're going to have that reflection off the snow. So being covered up there and having some extra sunblock with you, you know, that's a good idea up there. Um, so, you know, plan your, 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 uh, sunscreen strategy. <laughs> I'm really glad you told me that. Cause I wasn't even going to have a hat. Yeah. Until so I got the, to the sun uh, will be up, you know, canyon, like yeah. when we hit the summit, the sun's going to be coming up. And then, you know, from there on it's, it's going to be pretty high exposure. Okay. Um, and then again, you know, around, we come down into Duncan Canyon, about 24 and a half miles in and that's where the heat starts that's, okay that's where and each canyon is going to have um a creek that you know when we get to the bottom there's gonna be a creek and it's good to just take a second cool off you know jump in kind of <laughs> get 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 wet <laughs> um because you got dunking canyon um and then um let's see um the, the i forget what the name of this canyon is between last chance and devil's thumb but um, this one can be extremely hot as well. Okay. Um, the, and the, obviously you can look at the, the pitch here. It's super steep. So, you know, just being careful on the downhill going into the Canyon and then the uphill, it's just pace yourself, you okay. know, just steadily, you know, nice and stay within yourself up that climb. Um, then we go right back down into El Dorado Canyon. Right. And okay. again, you know, there's creeks at the bottom of both. Um, there's actually a Creek also at Robinson flat where you can kind of cool off there as well. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, we climb out of El Dorado to Michigan Bluff. Um, this is, you know, again, take your time at that aid station. Make sure you cool off because from there, it's between um, Michigan Bluff and Forest Hill where you're going to see your crew. That's where Volcano Canyon is. That's the, t the hottest canyon of the course. Okay. 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 So between that Michigan Bluff and Forest Hill, that's where you have to be really careful. So get really cooled off at Michigan Bluff. Make sure you're really comfortable and have plenty of fluids because it's going to be a slow hike out because of how hot it is. Okay. Okay. Lots of exposure there. Um, then it's just, you know, you're going to be coming down into the Cal Streets. And the Cal Streets, this is the very runnable terrain. So that's where you want to save all of your energy for because you can make up a ton of time between Cal 1 and Cal 3. Okay. This is the most runnable section, which will bring us to Rucky Chucky where the river crossing is. Okay. River crossing, of course, you know, they're going to have the rafts this year, but you can still get in the water on either side to cool off. Okay. So cool off there. Um, then you've got a good climb. I think it's like a 1,500-foot climb up to Green Gate. Okay. Um, it's a steady, steady climb. And then again, it's pretty runnable all the way to, you got a little climb to pointed rocks and then pointed rocks, you know, on into the finish. And so it's, uh, you know, it's going to be hot through here, but not as hot as the canyons. Um, it's still, you know, the temperatures in here are probably still going to stay in the, I would say eighties, nineties, even at night. So, um, okay. Um, I, I guess the one thing I get to think, okay. So like at mile 70, 75 for someone like me, um, I'm sort of the the back of the pack. You know, so many of my races I finished in the last hour to two, uh, with time, with you know, and very little time to spare. So you know, I'm I'm always going against time somewhat. Um, these like 1,500 feet or these like areas where I just need to be in the, I need to be in the um, have fast the capacity hike. to fast hike. walk hike yeah. very fast. Right. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yep. Um, and if it, the, whatever condition I need to be in, I just need to be able to move out fast yes. going up a hill right, and then right. downhill and gravity. Every aid station yeah. is going to have your 30-hour cutoff time. Right. So okay. you can look at that and kind of compare it to your time of day um, and know, you know, where are you at. Um, it's, you know, being here, this is, this is the conservative range up front. Like I said, you know, when you're getting through the canyons, okay. you just want to be as, as mindful as you can of saving your legs and your energy to get through the canyons. And then once you're through the canyons, once you get to Forest Hill and see your crew, again, this, you know, this is where you're going to make up your time. So you need the legs in order to be able to do it. Um, so, you know, up here, it's going to be tough, right? Just manage your time the best you can, save your energy as best you can. And then, you know, like I said, once you get to Forest Hill, bring it home. Right. 
Um, Aaron, I guess another concern that always is in the back of my head that wasn't at Old Dominion because there's so much road there mm-hmm. is I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm – I'm not a very good technical runner, so I'm always concerned about, oh, that trail has got just rocks and roots all over, and I won't be able to run that very fast. So I'm always uh, yeah. a little bit – I, I don't know what to expect. Right. It's, uh, it's, and, you know, from uh, from what I understand, it's it's nothing technical as we're used to. Okay. Um, most of them are – you know, there, there may be obviously some rocks and roots, but right. nothing okay. overly technical like an East Coast trail. Right. Um, it's it's pretty, you know, tame compared to what we're used to. So it's, you know, it would be runnable. Okay. Right. Um, you know, during the night, I, I just, as you did with Old Dominion, have good lighting just to make sure. Yeah. You know, the better your lighting, the faster you can move. So. Yeah. Um, that That is uh, – can I uh, yeah. just tell you one, one of the things um, – I did try out new at Old Dominion. <laughs> you know that that rule, you don't try anything new out the first time of the race. But I just got a waste light in um, for uh, Game Changer, right? Game Changer, just complete Game Changer. Uh, I think I went with the Ultraspire 600 light. Yeah. Uh, not that, just because everyone, I've just read so many good reviews on it. That was a complete Game Changer for me uh, for, for just totally. mentally seeing what's on the trail yep. is my oh, is yeah. my eyesight yeah. <laughs> is that improving as i get older yeah it gives uh, having, you depth perception and having that combination waist lamp uh in a really headlamp. strong headlamp yeah. uh, was wonderful um old old dominion got foggy mm-hmm. and which yeah is the headlamp does not headlamp <laughs> does not work nope. and um so yeah that's the one comment i i am gonna have my uh waist lamp um Headlamp, all the above. Yeah. Uh, I, I will never get caught short on lighting. Um, Good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the only other thing, and we kind of talked about it on our run a little bit, was um, swapping out footwear. Yes. Um, yeah. That's you know. A, yeah, it's, you it's said like an old pair of of, um, of your uh, your Hoka's at uh, fifteen. Um, yes, yeah. Which is a good idea because the snow, just depending on how wet your feet get, yeah. right? Like we want to try to keep the feet dry as we can and healthy as we can. Yeah. So if you got to 15 and your feet are soaking wet and you want to change socks and shoes, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so take care of your feet, you know, like so because you could change there and then again at 30. Right. You, you know, if you wanted to switch out to, you know, an, another, your new pair. Because then it's like, you know, basically you're going into the canyons where the creeks are. You know, um, but this is this is going to dry out. So once we okay. get past Robinson Flat, we're going to be out of the snow. Okay. So once we get past that that thirty mile aid station, we'll be out of the snow, and then the only other stuff will be the creeks. But we'll be in the heat here too, which should dry us out a lot faster. Okay. So yeah, so if you want to switch out there, if your feet are just incredibly soaked, not a bad place to switch out. And okay. then when you see at uh, Forest Hill, when you see your crew, if you wanted to switch one more time, that's a great idea. Yeah. It, I always like having that option to having the shoes yeah. in the bag. If yep. I choose not to right. do it, no yep. big deal. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. So take care of those feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That's what they used to always tell us in the army. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah, a great word of advice. <laughs> great word of advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, going to be, I mean, there are some sections as we get lower that's going to have a little bit of humidity, but it's going to be pretty dry compared to what you and I are used to. Um, but yeah, we sh- we might see some humidity, especially as we come out of some of the canyons. Um, but nothing that we're we're not used to. <laughs> Other than the temperature is probably going to be hotter. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else you can think of on the course? No. Um, I I was so focused on just getting through Old Dominion and the the confidence of getting through one race. I just mentally, I just haven't been able to bring myself to look into the race so much uh, this yeah. is very helpful Good. for me you br- bringing up a lot of points i just you can't get from just looking at the map oh i think right. there's I, I had no the the big thing a red star and think the sun's going to be out and i've got to be concerned about that point yeah. i would have been oh why did i just <laughs> <have> my <hat?" laughs> uh, tell uh, you tell your oh i would even carry uh, just a little bit of bug spray with you okay um because it can get pretty buggy um tell your your crew to have some bug spray with them um and then um you know i think i think everything else like you've got the water nutrition sunblock um change of shoes and socks those are going to be the key things um i can't think of anything else um 
Yeah, man. Um, it's exciting, huh? It, yeah, it's super exciting. Um, you know, going back to when I first contacted you, I think it was a November, December mm-hmm. time frame. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it, it's it's been good. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think I listened to one of your podcasts, and uh, someone on there said, you know, pick your team, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah, that was really important <laughs> aspect of this. And, oh, yeah, and you were yeah. mentioning uh, your one pacer fell through. Yeah, uh, I'm st- I'm still. I'm on the fence on whether I'm going to have a pacer or not. Uh, I was telling you, part of the training for this, I ran, most of my training has been by myself. And it's, it's not that I don't like running with other people. Yeah. It's just I've been dealing with uh, a lot of Achilles problems. Uh, I needed to get myself uh, a base built up. And uh, there's so many times where if, I, if something wasn't quite right, I would stop and walk. But I might not necessarily do that with a group, and I might just push it, and, and then you know something will happen to my calf muscle, and I won't be able to run for two or three weeks. So right. I've gotten to where I've enjoyed running by myself. So I'm a little bit on the fence with a pacer. Every time I've had a pacer, it's been great. <laughs> so I should just you know yeah. sign up and get a pacer. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, especially the back end. Yeah, like, you know, because this is again, this is the area that you want to be able to kind of move a little bit quicker. Right. So something to consider. Um, not to say you have to or need to, but you know, again, you yeah. know, if you if you're pressing cutoffs on the you know halfway, it you know, is it, just something to consider that might help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally, totally individualistic. You know, that's uh, I, I enjoy the company, um, even if I'm quiet. <laughs> 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 I, I enjoy the the company and, and having friends with me and and sharing the experience as well. Which I know you were um, you use the the website right to yeah connect uh, with the pacer. western states has a wonderful website on connecting with paper uh, pacers <laughs> uh, you basically um, yep. you know you just click on the link and you can exchange basically it's like exchanging emails and you could talk yep. and talk on the phone um, yeah it's like uh, yeah eHarmony <laughs> yeah in some ways yeah uh, they tell you a little bit about themselves and <laughs> you can make the match <laughs> and I I, I I'd like to find a pacer that's paced before or knows the route. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's. I know. Yeah. My, my, my coach has been talking about, he wants to kind of pace me on the back cause he, you know, or through the canyons cause he knows them so well, like, you know, I need you to go slower here. I need you to jump in that creek. Right. <laughs> so, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super helpful having that, that person. So, you know, definitely a good idea to look for somebody that has the course experience. Um, well, cool, man. Um, any final thoughts, uh, any final words you want to say about Western States or anything? Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I'm at the point now, like, you know, we started this, I started this, I'll just say like a December time frame before Christmas. Uh, I was at the point where, oh, I got to run this race to qualify for Old Dominion. Maybe there's some potential getting in. Uh, I, I was pretty much out of shape <laughs> then, and uh, it's you know I, I picked I, I picked the the team as I say <laughs> I uh, went and um, went to um, the runner's mechanic. That's one step. <laughs> I uh, I uh, after um, hearing a, you should do yoga, you should do yoga, and you're abs- you know everyone is absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> I started. Uh, um, Practicing yoga three or four times a week. Uh, um, started, picked a coach, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know it's been six about six months of training, five or six months of training, and uh, I have a calm feeling, which is really That's awesome. there's nothing better than just going into something and not being at least I'm not worried about like oh I have there's something I should have done right, uh, I feel right. like I've taken the right steps yeah I've covered and, the basics yeah I covered the basics and that's part of this you know staying consistent and. Absolutely. Covering the basics and you know, sticking to some <laughs> solid, fundamental, just <laughs> basics. And you've on, lost a ton of weight too. Yeah, um, I, I was telling uh, telling you earlier, I probably lost about twenty five, thirty pounds, and okay. you know that was just from choosing a salad <laughs> over a pork sandwich <laughs> and staying away from dessert. So, right. uh, so yeah, there's really, <laughs> yeah, yeah good, good choices on that. Uh, and I, I felt like I've done that, uh, in a, in a responsible way of like, I don't, I don't think I've 
I mean, probably at the most, I mean, I've been consistent about a half a pound, a pound a week without like any type of anything else except just Good going out there and doing it. So yeah. I've been pretty happy about that. Um, really excited about Western States, but I won't let myself get too excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> that turns to nervousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, I had a few nervous thoughts this morning and had to rein it in, but uh, we have to control the controllables. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, man. There's only so much. You That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, well, Thomas, uh, thank you. Man. Yeah, thank you. And, and, and how can folks connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, boy, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's under Thomas Brown. Uh, I, maybe I'll just give you – I don't know if there's a way to give. Yeah, yeah so I'll put I, it in the show notes. I, I keep my Facebook pretty much to, to running uh, yep. and nothing else. Are uh, you on Strava? Uh, I am not on Strava. I, I might be on Strava, but I don't <laughs> really uh, – I just didn't get into that. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I do work at Just Running, so I do meet a lot of people uh, yeah. you know, at their local uh, independent running store. <laughs> uh, I am known as the, the, oh, you're the guy that leads Pub Run on Wednesday. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. So, but probably the best way. I, I am happy to receive any and accept any um, – Friend request on Facebook, cool. and I try to keep Facebook just to uh, right like what's going on with running and, cool. and nothing else. I'll I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Oh yeah, I, thanks I for having me on it. here, Eric. Yeah, man, and yeah. Uh, best of luck next week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate Thomas coming to my house and recording with me. It was a lot of fun to uh, to do that and uh, and be face to face. I've been fortunate to have some you know face to face conversations of late here for the podcast, which is just awesome and tremendous so thank you thomas and um best of luck of course to thomas at western states along with the rest of the grand slam for him so um we're gonna have thomas back on post western states and pre-vermont and kind of talk about things and where we're at and how things are going so uh, you can stay tuned for that um me going into western states um gear is packed um man i'm going with the um usway um eight liter the pace eight liter i've got two of them so my crew can have one ready for me when I see them. Um, and I can just switch packs and continue on my merry way. <laughs> so I don't waste too much time in the aid stations. Uh, with the snow, I'm going to start out with the Topo Mountain Racer 2. Um, I will say, I just got the Mountain Racer 3. Uh, really felt good underfoot, but I just didn't have it for long enough to really say, I'm you know, going to trust this for western states which mountain racer 2 i used for hard rock so very familiar with that shoe um i've trained quite a bit with it so i'm going to start with that for the high country get a little extra traction is my hope i'm going to go with the dry max sage canada sock it's an old sock i think it's been discontinued but um it's it's been uh, kind of my tried and true for wet feet um or lack thereof when i wear that sock so going to go with that as my liner um keep that hopefully keep the feet uh, happy and dry and, and blister free. Um, so that's the plan for the high country. Uh, when I meet my crew uh, at uh, Robinson Flat, about 50k in, 30 miles or so, uh, I'm going to switch shoes, hopefully, to the um, the Olympus. Um, you know, kind of my my distance shoe. Go to the Ultra Olympus. Switch into those, and um, uh, you know, probably a change of socks. I may stay with the Dry Max, just depending on how they're feeling. Uh, may switch over to um, uh, the Falk. Uh, the, the German brand that I've talked about in the past, they've got a, um, a kind of an anatomical footbed, so a wider footbed, um, still a sock, not a toe sock, uh, which is interesting. You know, they've made it so that the knit is a wider um, knit. It doesn't scrunch at the toes, which is cool. So anyhow, um, that's, that's my plan there. Um, and then um, kind of getting into Cal Street and the faster parts of, of the course, I may switch over to the Ultramont Blanc. Um, and roll with those just as I did when I finished, um, uh, Bigfoot, but, um, we shall see how my foot <laughs> is doing at that point. Um, may not necessitate a change, but we'll see. So that's the plan, uh, for footwear pack. Uh, I've got a, uh, liter and a half bladder and a two liter bladder. Um, you know, liter and a half is kind of, um, early on probably switch over to the two liter bladder for the hotter parts of the day. Uh, I won't see my crew for the first, as I said, 30 miles, and then I won't see them again for 25 miles. Um, but after that 25 mile section, I only have about seven and a half and that's when I can start to pick up my pacers. Um, and that, um, we're, uh, 
we're just going to see how um, Morgan Elliott's feeling. He's been racing a lot lately. Um, don't want to injure him or make him more tired. Um, I know he really wants to do this. So, um, uh, you know, I'm hoping to get um, either Morgan or Nathan out there for um, that, that section. Um, and then, um, you know, pick up the other, either Nathan or Morgan. We'll, we'll talk more when we get together. Um, unfortunately, my wife hurt a calf as much as I wanted her to pace me in the final 10K. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a reality, um, which is a complete bummer. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, Mercedes is completely healthy. Uh, Morgan's fiance. So um, either her or um, Patrick Reagan is my my other go to pacer. So um, I've got plenty of plenty of people that want to pace, <laughs> which is uh, very fortunate and I'm, I'm grateful for them. Um, so yeah, it'll be great. My kids are going to both going to be there. Wife will be there. Um, you know, and, and, and the folks that I mentioned, so just really happy, um, to have these great people around me and sharing this experience with them. Um, I, I, you know, welled up today, just kind of thinking about this opportunity and I've talked about it in the past, just how grateful I am to be able to, to get out there and, uh, you know, God willing, find the finish line. <laughs> I just want to make my way to, to Auburn and uh stay healthy have a good time um you know i know it's gonna be tough along the way that's for sure um but um i think i prepared the best i can um did my last sauna session today being sunday um and uh you know ran in 85 degree heat the other day it's about the hottest it's been here um in western north carolina and uh you know actually i felt great uh did not feel hot at all um so i'm hoping the sauna training holds up and, and does me right. Um, I know it's going to be hot and no, no doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I'm just hoping it doesn't, um, have, uh, you know, extreme adverse effect on me. Um, you know, training has been great. I'm really happy with the way it went. Um, got in plenty of distance and endurance. I feel, you know, the endurance is not an issue. Um, been doing all my treadmill hiking. Uh, so if you look on Strava and you see a mile and a half or two miles randomly, uh, that's my treadmill hiking. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just happy with the way things are right now. So, um, uh, going into race week, excited. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten nervous, but I'm sure, uh, once I see that, uh, that starting gate, uh, that Western States puts up, uh, things will get real and, uh, you know, it's, it's, but I've uh, been waiting for this for years. Um, and just excited for this, this moment to come. Um, so just getting ready to fly out. Like I said, just packed up, got all my stuff together. Um, I've got a lot of gear, a lot of gear, but, uh, uh, logistics are going to be, you know, um, a little challenging for this one just because of, uh, not being able to see my crew as frequently. So, um, I just want to make sure they're okay as well. I want to have a peace of mind out there. So, um, but everything's ready to go. I am ready to go. Um, happy hunky dory. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, uh, just gotta wait for it to get here. So, uh, I'll be posting on social media and on Strava, um, links to follow along and my bib number as soon as I, I have, well, I have my bib number. I'm uh, just waiting to see what the athlete tracking information is going to be. We haven't received our final email, which is surprising. I'm hoping everything's okay. Um, but, um, yeah, just, well, being patient and, uh, trying not to get um, too excited or overwhelmed. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing this journey with me. Uh, you know, I can't wait to, to talk about it either way, whichever ways it goes. Like I said, I'm just going to, you know, keep trying to make my way to, to, to Auburn, uh, unless, you know, something, <laughs> something unforeseen happens, uh, which it always can. And, uh, I'm, I'm just really praying that <laughs> I can, I can make it through because uh, I've done everything I can to, to make that happen. So, um, once again, thank you guys for, for sharing this journey with me. Um, and, uh, until next time, keep running my friends.